0: Hey, everyone. Great to have you for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. So glad you're joining us, and it's great to hear from you the feedback on these uh, recent episodes. Today, we're going to talk about the end times a little bit. We're going to talk about the Bema Seat and how to have clarity in these uncertain times. As believers, we have authority with God And honestly, I feel that we are being challenged to take God at his word and to really experience what we have come to know. And uh, as the end days are unfolding right before us, these are exciting days to trust, to pray, to take steps of faith, but also to have certainty that what God says will come to pass. In this episode, we're going to talk about the Bema Seat, and uh, several things in the book of revelations that will quicken us and stir us up to believe god and to take him at his word and to have confidence that god is for us that we will not be left alone that we ultimately looking at the end of the book are winners today i pray that this cast will give confidence that every decision is important and what we know of the future changes the way that we live today so Enjoy these uh, few moments together. God bless you. I'm going to turn with me to Revelations 22. So um, just for a few minutes, just recapping, remember Revelations is not in order. Uh, So the first three chapters are really talking about the ages, the seven ages, and we are in this uh, last age of, or the sixth age of grace where the next age is the kingdom, which starts in Revelations 4 with the rapture, Revelations 4.1. So this is exciting. And by the way, you know, knowing about the rapture is like incredibly encouraging, right? Incredibly encouraging. So Revelations 1 and 2 and 3 are talking about the seven churches, which represent seven ages, and God's supernatural provision and presence in those ages so we're at the laodicean age which is the lukewarm stage and god wishes that either we're hot or cold you know but we're lukewarm and so he uses this this illustration that he will you know he is will spew us out of his mouth you know um you know it's like uh it's like eating uh cold oatmeal you know or or warm oatmeal you know it's got to either be hot or cold There's no distinctiveness, like the distinctiveness has been removed. The excellence has been removed. And by the way, that is an amazing statement. The devil wants to remove excellence from a nation. He wants to remove excellence from a person. He does not want people to be specific. He wants us to live in generalities. He wants us to be a herd, living in a herd mentality and become a herd nation where the blind leads the blind, and we just become followers of the lie. Well, and then Revelations 4.1 happens. Revelations 4, one is really amazing because it talks about the rapture and then goes into the throne room. Revelations 4 and 5 go into the throne room. We will be there for those two chapters. We will see the beautiful throne in Revelations 4. We will see those creatures throwing down crowns In Revelations 4.12, we will be there throwing down our crowns uh, in 4.10 and 4.12. Imagine that. Uh, Let's just read that together. Uh, Well, actually, before before I read that, let's read Revelations 22. I don't want to get ahead of myself. but um, So, knowing about the end times sharpens us because uh, our life matters. You know, um, as you're turning to Revelations 22, listen to this statement. The day of the casual Christian is over. No longer is it possible to drift along hoping that no tough choices will have to be made. At this point in American history, any moral or spiritual progress will have to be won at great cost. The darker the night, the more important every candle becomes. And I want you to catch that. The darker the night... The more important every candle becomes, and that's—I want us to think about us being those candles. Um, you know, we know when we have a flashlight and the batteries are dying, what happens? Things get more dim, the darkness encroaches, and it's there's a lot more obscurity. But when there's full batteries or full candles and full strength, uh, the light always resists the darkness. And um, this is what he's saying here in twenty two twelve. He says. Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. Isn't that good? My reward is with me. Um, Paul said earlier that the reward of God is us. Is us. But in this particular case, God has a, uh, a reward, a physical reward, for the believer to reign with him, to uh, have specific privileges and powers that will be exercised, in these last days to give every man according to his what his work shall be now if you want to look over in revelations um revelations four so we're talking about the bema seat now uh what is the bema seat um well you know the uh in the roman days they during olympic games they would have like a little um Platform that would stand just above the people, and it was a, a way for judges to rule uh, and see all the, uh, the the arena to judge accurately. You know, if if there was a foul, if the if the if there was some out of bounds, or if a player um, messed up on a on a rule, or or uh, just didn't do something accurately um so it's called a bema seat it's like a judgment seat a tribunal and this is one of three major uh rulings there's the there's the bema seat for believers there's the sheep and goat judgment and then there's the white throne judgment and i I, i'll talk about those other two later but but the bema seat is when you and I stand before God as believers, and we will not be judged according to our sin, but will be uh, we will be uh, rewarded based on our obedience. So that's number one. That's really important. Okay. Comparatively to the white throne of Revelation 20:15, that is for unbelievers, and that will those tragic words will be said at the white throne depart from me i never knew you you worker of iniquity that will not be said to a believer so the believer will be judged on their obedience where the unbeliever will be judged in there uh, because they they disregarded they denied christ so two different judgments and the sheep and goat judgment is in the middle. And that's another topic uh, that we can talk about later. But the Bema seat, so when, when we get raptured, let's just, let's just put it this way. When you and I get raptured, that's going to be an amazing day. Uh, and we already know the location. Monica told me where the, where the rapture is going to be earlier. So thank you, Monica. It's going to be at our church. So <laughs> if you want to be raptured, come to our church. No. Okay, just kidding. Uh, in a twinkling of an eye, 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 58, we will be exited, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, we will be seized in a moment, twinkling of an eye, and we'll stand before God. And at that moment, look at, look at this in Revelations 4, 1, we're going to see the throne. We're going to see the throne of God. Now, one of the environments of heaven is worship, because, uh, you know, Jesus is the one who came and uh, made the bridge for us to be with with God the Father. He came and died so that, um, so that we would be saved. He's our ultimate savior, and therefore he deserves all of our worship. So when you look through these verses, uh, one through four in particular, we're gonna see this throne. So when a believer gets raptured, immediately he'll stand in the presence of God. Now, we've heard many people talk about, uh, you know, afterlife and, you know, near-death experiences and seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and I believe some of that is true, you know. Uh, you know, biblically speaking, there are things that you just can't imagine. We'll be seeing colors. You'll never seen before you'll hear sounds you'll see creatures uh, there'll be a sensory overload that um, I remember one one person was talking about the grass in heaven um, and just the um, the colors even the New Jerusalem the uh, incredibly exquisite uh, environment was uh, translucent gold and but when you look through four one through four you see. Um, and then verse 5, the praise, and then the sea of glass in verse 6. And this is where a lot of people think that people, after they've passed, can look through the sea of glass back on earth. Now, that's not a confirmed theological doctrine. Uh, You know, people all, you know, ask, is my loved one watching me? Is my loved one seeing me? And so people, people get this idea from that verse, and also Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1, the great cloud of witnesses watching us. Will God show our loved ones our, our, our journey on earth? Maybe. Uh, it's quite possible. But my question is, um, there's no time in heaven, and I think people are going to be so amazed at what they're looking at, they may just forget uh, in their amazement uh, until we are raptured and standing next to them side by side. But so, um, anyway, I want us to look at something here. Um, look with me in Romans 14. So we will be standing before God and alone, and it's called the judgment seat in Romans 14 10. Now, again, we're not judged for our sin, that's really important. Uh, who was judged for sin? Jesus was. He was the only one that was judged for sin, who knew no sin became sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in, Rome, in uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21. Therefore, when we stand before God, uh, we will not be judged in our sin because of Psalm 103, 10-12. It says that God does not handle us in our sin, but he handles us in his righteousness. This is a very important point. God is not going to be up there as we stand before him in this beautiful environment of Revelations 4 with a massive scroll saying, You committed 2,486,205 sins. You know, he's not going to be doing that, right? Right? Isn't that good? Praise the Lord for that. Um Amen. Habakkuk 3, his eyes cannot even look at sin. So now that doesn't mean that we're not going to be sinning. Uh, we are sinners. But the point is, like we said last week, we are we are recovering. Now, when someone uh, sins, and let's say someone doesn't repent, uh, they lose fellowship with God. They, that series of time between the sin and repentance is a loss of time and opportunity for rewards. They don't lose their salvation. They don't lose um, their standing with God, but they lose opportunity for rewards. Now, I know that's not our—that's only really our, our motivation is rewards today, but I don't know if you read Revelations 4, 10, and 12— uh thou art worthless i didn't even read it let's go back i'm sorry i didn't even read it it is so amazing to people have their own crowns to cast down at the feet of jesus and that's in verse 10 uh he that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying thou art worthy o lord to receive glory and honor and power for you have created all things and for thy pleasure Uh, They are and were created. So that's amazing. We're going to be part of that 24 elders, uh, the heavenly Sanhedrin, they call it. And we'll be there saying, you know what? Because of my evaluation, I gained X amount of crowns, X amount of cities to rule over. And I'm casting it back at the feet of Jesus because our greatest reward is Christ. More importantly than our greatest reward is getting to heaven, that's wonderful, but our greatest reward is Christ, obviously. So real quick, Romans 14.10, um, so the judgment seat, it's a reward for the believers. So just like in the Olympic arena, there's one winner, uh, it's the same thing. We will, there will be winners, ultimately people will uh, be judged based on how they use their time and opportunity. A great chapter is First Corinthians 3, 10 through 13. they will be judged by uh, fire to see if it's wood, hay, and stubble, or if it's precious stones, gold, and silver. And that just simply means what was done unto Christ has a reward. What was done unto myself will be burned up. There'll be a great inferno at the Bema Seat. Now, Jesus will say, enter thou into, the, into my glory. That will happen. Uh, but some believers will have rewards. Uh, will, also, Daniel chapter 12, uh, and I'm sorry to go over this so quickly, verse 3, degrees of light will be added to different believers where they'll shine like the stars in Daniel 12, 3. And it literally is a reward based on the Bible. The entrance of thy word bringeth light in 119, 133. So the way you and I have an attitude towards the word of God and the way that you and I obey the word of God and demonstrate the word of God will depend on the degrees of light. Because remember, we said last week, the spiritual world looks at things based on light. Some are like five watt bulbs. Some are like a hundred watt bulbs. Some are like a thousand watt bulbs, we could say. Now, that's not based on performance, but it's based on how we live for God. So that, that I hope that's not a that's hope that's not a legalistic kind of thing. God says you can have as much of me as you want, and there'll be a reward. Okay, and uh, we see that in Luke nine seventeen, uh, where God will give a reward and reigning ability over cities. Okay, so remember. We've just been raptured, we're standing before God, and God's like, okay, my child, I love you. Okay, I'm, I'm embellishing. I, obviously, we don't know exactly, but the, this is the overview. He, you, you and him will stand alone, and he'll bring up opportunities that were gained and lost based on grace. And he'll show us what we could have had and what we, what we have. So will there be sorrow? There will be, but not compared to the white throne where Jesus said, I never knew you. So the the never knew you is not at the Bemis. seat. Only the believer will stand before God to get rewards. Okay. Second Timothy four, seven and eight, same principle. Those that are looking and waiting for his appearing will get a crown of rejoicing. So, um, will we keep our crowns maybe uh the impression here in chapter 4 of revelation says we cast all our crowns at the feet of jesus right i mean imagine it i mean imagine it i mean you're in a you're going to be in an amazing kingdom with uh you know no more pain no more sorrow no more death no more sin uh no more need for anything in a perfect body in revelations uh, 22 and uh, verse four, he'll wipe away every tear and we'll have no more memory. All right, so Re- 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 Romans 14. Let's get to Romans 14, 10. How you doing? Are we okay so far? we okay? Thumbs up? All right. So um, we used to teach revelations in, in, uh, in Ukraine. I taught revelations for seven years. Uh, it's one of my favorite topics. And I feel like every time I read it, I'm learning something. It's such an inexhaustible. It's such a mysterious book. It's a militant book. It's a majestic book. It's such a mysterious book. Why? Because we just can't get our hands around it because it, it's too, it's beyond us. But um, 1410, it says, but why do you judge your brother? Or why do you set at not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Okay. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.10, same thing. So um, why is that important? Your response, my response, my attitude, my decisions in time will greatly affect my eternity. Okay. Now, we're going to be glad just to be there, but some will be saved by fire, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Some will be saved by the skin of their teeth, which means this, they professed Christ, but they, were, they had no investment. They just lived like a carnal believer, and because of the oath of God and the covenant of God, they were saved, but maybe they were taken home early because they squandered their reward second uh, corinthians five ten for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he's done, whether it be good or bad okay uh it's said it's said again uh psalm sixty two let's look at that psalm sixty two so somebody might say, you know i'm going to have my portion in this life i mean that's great. Uh, you'll be rich on earth and a pauper in heaven that's, that's okay I'm not judging I mean uh, we're just going to be glad to be there we're not going to be like comparing you know my sapphire is bigger than your sapphire it's not going to be like that I hope but you're going to probably need a semi tractor trailer to carry all of Pastor Carl's rewards around that's what I'm saying I don't know he's an awesome guy okay anyway alright look at the Psalm 62 12 it's amazing so people, this is why people are worth more than the whole world. Why? Because God made them for his glory. 62.12 says, I said unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for you will render to every man according to his work. So, again, that that's kind of sobering. Like what I do, what I say, by the way, we'll have to give an account for everything we say, Malachi 3:16. Let's look at that. Malachi, let's look over to Malachi for a minute. I know we're jumping around here. But this our time on Earth is, is like, it's really like, it's no joke. Like some of us have X amount of days. Uh, it's not about a chronological timetable. Once we've fulfilled the will of God, we're out of here. That means we're 20. That could mean we're 40. That could, mean, that could mean we're 90. In their chronological age means nothing, you know? I just lost a precious friend, 40 years old. 40. What happened there? She fulfilled her eternal purpose. And uh, and God will take people home early if they're making a mess of, of their opportunities, too. He does that out of mercy. Okay, Malachi 3 Um look at this. This is amazing. Um, 316. It says, They that feared the Lord spoke often one another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. means every time you and I think or speak, God is hearing you. Why? It says here, And a book of remembrance was written before him and them that feared the Lord and thought about his name. <laughs> and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. What's he talking about? In the rapture. And I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serves him. And they shall return and discern between righteous and evil, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. So every time you and I speak, think or even uh, attend. It's very interesting. Even every time when we attend church, God walks around the candlesticks in Revelations 2. He's noticing who is there. So why is that important? Well, let's look at Matthew 16, just for another minute or two, The be seed. I-, I want as much reward as possible to give back to Christ. Um, you know, there's a joke like, you know, a rich person doesn't take uh, a, a hearse, doesn't have a, a U-Haul in the back of the hearse, right? You know, people want to take their possessions, but all that is meaningless um, when we think about the eternal. The only thing we can take to heaven is what? People. It's the only thing. It's the only thing. People. People, people are worth more than the whole world. Um, So our foundation, our values change. And this is why you and I are learning the Bible so we can be effective ministers of God. So when we stand before God in Amos 4.12, prepare to meet your God. We stand before him. Are we going to see an angry God? Are we going to see a God that is ready to judge us and annihilate us? Oh, no, we're going to see a loving father. We're going to see a father, uh, our heavenly father, one who pities his children. And he's going to reward us based on our obedience. Well, Matthew 16, that's good news today. I'm encouraged. Nothing is wasted. No word, no attitude. People may not see your labor of love. God sees it. And it will be played As a video in heaven, imagine that just like a surround sound that we may enjoy a a movie. God will play back our life. It's the same thing at the white throne. God will show the unbeliever how many times he pursued them and how many times they said no. That'll be the greatest day of tears when people will see how God pursued them. Hundreds and maybe even thousands of times, and they ignored him. Uh, oh, it's just—it's just terrible. I mean, this is why we share our faith. With every second of the clock, somebody falls into a Christless eternity. Why? Because they do not know. Uh, they do not. They are. They are prepared people for an. Un, um, they're unprepared people for a prepared place. They do not know uh, what waits them. So, uh, okay, Matthew 16, uh, 27, we'll close here. Um, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels and his reward every man according to his work. So, so think about the chronological order here. We're raptured, stand before God in Revelations 4. There's a great praise fest. And then we're with him at the marriage supper of the Lamb. There's a great feasting. It's going to make Golden Corral look like nothing, okay? We're going to sit there, and while the earth is being judged in the tribulation, we are going to be at this marriage supper in Revelations 19, eating with God, uh, fellowshipping with Old Testament saints. We're going to be with loved ones. We're going to be uh, rejoicing in the power, privilege, and position that God has given. And then we will come back back with him at the second advent we can talk about that later but we will come back with him and reign with him so uh this is why it's important every every moment every decision every attitude and 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 we're not going to get it right we're not going to get it right but we're going to just learn our father's heart we're going to learn our value we're going to learn our purpose and and this is why uh, in, the, in the Gospels, God was so angry when he put on this huge, uh, this huge dinner and nobody came. And he said, go into the highways and the byways, get the poor, the lame, the halt, get them in here because I have a feast prepared. This is what he's talking about. God has done so much and the world doesn't see it, but we see it. You see it. You value it. You understand it. And we're growing deeper and deeper. And we will enter into spiritual authority. We will have authority over demons. We'll have authority to change and reverse circumstances. Just like Joshua had authority over the weather. He stood to stop the sun. We have authority. I believe very few Christians exercise their authority. I really do. And I, I'm quickened in that myself, that that we have john fourteen twelve Jesus says, "You will do greater things than I did, and what is he saying here? not in quality but in quantity you will do far greater things than I did, and I just want to say today that I want a good becy I, I i don't want like smoke and fire coming up i I want the first corinthians three ten through fifteen that 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 reward let's just look at that and we'll close um, So nothing is wasted. Learning the Bible is not wasted. Following God is not wasted. Listen, following God, you know what? I remember uh, in my high school years, I was preparing to go into the military, and God orchestrated two significant events. One of them was a serious motorcycle accident that laid me on my back for four days, and God spoke, to, and I'm not saying this in a weird way, but God really got a hold of my attention. He says, he says I need to change your direction. And, uh, and then another, another significant part was when someone said something to me uh, that I really felt was from the kingdom, of, from God himself, like, and challenged me to think with, with, with in a spiritual way. And you know what happened? Like, God gives what we need. God, as we pursue him, we recover all. Uh, it's amazing. So uh, notice this. The foundation, verse 11, is Christ. Twelve, the materials, it's either wood, hay, and stubble, very combustible material, or stuff like gold, silver, and precious stones, those things that become more pure in the heat. In verse 13, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day, shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And if any man's work abide, which he has built thereon, he shall receive a reward. And if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, even so yet by fire. So, someone ever tells you you can lose your salvation, uh, they do not know the God of the Bible. Okay? So, uh, it's very, very interesting there. Notice this. So, but he himself shall be saved. Amen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.